and welcome to The Contractor's Best Friend. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and we're sponsored today by Caterpillar and ForConstructionPros.com. Today, I'm joined by Jason Hurtis, Caterpillar's global market professional, Lonnie Fritz, senior market professional specializing in construction industries, and Scott Hageman, senior market professional who focuses on grade control technology. Guys, how are we doing today? Very good, Brad. Doing well. Doing all right. Let's have some fun today. And the fun actually is turning to the job site. Our title for today's podcast is Healthy Habits that keep everyone working. And the emphasis there is healthy habits, obviously, but also working. So today we wanna to look at the job site and I wanna ask us a question, not necessarily rhetorical, but a question I hope it doesn't get us into too much trouble. But here's my question. What is the state of the actual construction site today? From a health and safety standpoint, how safe are the construction sites around our country? You know, Brad, it is a, a very risky industry. Construction's been ranked up there as number one often, you know, and in, in how risky it is and what have you. When we look at true safety, I look at operational safety as well as personal safety, you know, and those do have some overlapping mention um, and, and members and components to them. But, uh, you know, I, I applaud the industry. Safety is at the forefront of most crews out there, most companies. Um, they really do take it seriously. They have measures in place, um, whether it be toolbox talks, they have the safety staff and risk management staff on hand, um, the different training that they do and really take a proactive approach at the same time, it is territorial, you know, uh, whether it's the type of machine or technology that is being used and adopted and ways things are done, work is performed, um, or safety. Uh, you know, it, a lot of it's governmental and regulatory driven. When we look at a global perspective, uh, things are done differently in certain countries and territories than in others. And it also varies by project and the client. You know, I, I think we would all understand that working at a school or an other educational institution these days, you know, it requires background checks. You know, you just don't yeah. stroll up to the site and start working um, as well as, you know, oil refineries. If we really switch over to that or other commercial uh, projects is, the safety programs are mandated. Look at those special provisions. Look at the job site specifications. It's mandated on how you shall work and conduct yourselves on those projects. So whether it be the culture inside your company, whether it be the way the government is, is regulating and mandating certain procedures and protocols, even the job site, um, you know, we, a lot of it today is, uh, is RFID tags and, and tracking workers and machines and proximities and things. That technology adoption has really spiked because it is being a requirement from the client that the contractor is bidding the work to. You shall use this. So yeah. all that being said, um, it, it is really being adopted. Uh, construction sites are getting safer, I would say, by the day. But we got to keep that personal element in mind all the way down to hygiene and cleanliness um, in all those contact surfaces and things we're doing. So wide, broad gamut here um, yeah. of things that really need to be at the forefront of everybody's mind. Boy, no doubt about that. Scott, do you have anything you, you'd like to chip in on from your perspective? Yeah, Brad, I'm going to take a little spin off a little bit on this and talk about the, the healthiness of the mental capacity of these employees we have and then the job site. So if, if you don't have a clean job site, if you have a, a disarray of equipment and materials and garbage and piles of brush and things of that sort, I think it just puts a, a negative mindset in the operator's 
back of his mind, hopefully. And as long as we don't let that get to the front, but if it gets to the front, it's almost like a snowball effect where, well, Bill over there really didn't clean up after his mess. So my mess doesn't look as bad as Bill's, but it's still a mess. And then think about the environment you're working with. Potentially some of these developments are going in some areas that everybody might not be keen with them coming in there. And then you make a messy environment for them to look at. So they're already upset about the changes going on. And then the cleanliness of the job where things blow into maybe their backyard as you're developing a subdivision, all that's going to do is just help or hurt the relationship as the job goes on. Boy, you're, you're so true on that one. I work with a couple of developers uh, today that, that have exper- expressed the exact same thing. Jason, from your perspective, how, how do you see the job sites in terms of their healthy uh, status and their safe status for, for workers? I think it's been improving in the last couple of years and probably exponentially, you know, most recently. For the Corian Aggregate customer, we have the benefit of a gate. You know, usually there's a focal entry point you know, there's a security shack or, a, you know, the Waybridge station. So as far as like traffic and entry, that's usually controlled. On a heavy construction job site, you know, where you're doing a road or a bridge, you know, maybe you have some traffic cones and some traffic areas, but otherwise it could be a little bit more willy-nilly. Um, and it's a little bit more open. So, you know, you have to pay attention to that. And I like Scott's point about, you know, it's, it's like you got – you got three girls at home and if one's got a messy closet, guess what? The other two think a messy closet's acceptable and the right thing to do. Mm. And you got to keep addressing that and keep it clean all the way from the job site itself to the offices, to the break rooms, you know, to the, to the machines themselves. It's, it's important. If they see that it's a clean environment, they're going to try to work and keep it as a clean environment. It is amazing to me. I've seen the, I've seen some, uh, some statistics on that, that, you know, the first impressions that an employee may get from the contractor, if it's not good, it tends to lower their defense uh, to, uh, to keep the place clean and organized and that type of thing as well. Uh, the, you know, another thing I, I thought I'd bring in, this is more on the safety side. I saw something very unfortunate a few weeks ago. It was on a job site. It was a GC run jobs that basically were putting in some streets uh, within a, within the city limits. But as they were after they had paved, as you guys know, I mean, they did not want you know traffic to cross through the, the hot asphalt that they had just rolled out. And uh, there was a, a young man that, that tried to make that crossing. Well, there was a safety kind of a safety flagman right there. And he flagged the, 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 the driver not to cross. Well, uh, the driver told him to come over. But when the safety man came over, he pulled the gun on him. Now, that's a little dramatic. I know it doesn't happen all the time, but it was amazing how quickly that the, the guys, the company responded to that. They had actually done some preparation and training for those types of events. And a, a quick f- a phone was pulled out. There was a call made, obviously, 911, but there was also a picture taken. And I understand later uh, that the, the gentleman was uh, apprehended. And I just bring that out because that could happen anytime uh, for sure. But uh, those are the types of things that, uh, you know, we live in, in a very interesting world today. And I know that's one example of safety that's pretty dramatic, but uh, there's a lot of others that aren't quite as dramatic but to have the same impact. Let's talk, let's, let's go, let's stay on the job site, but let's talk about job site cleanliness. You know, one of the problems that some contractors have and they're having to pay for it is sometimes they didn't actually create the trash <laughs> that comes on to the job site. Uh, it could be as simple as the, the, the striper who's out there just striping, minding his own business. And, you know, the whopper wrappers come flying over from the 
the job next door when the workers have their lunch break. What would be some advice that you guys would have, especially today with as visible as everything is, and again, customers will take pictures of our crews working as well and the side of the job. Um, what would be some advice you guys might offer to contractors just to take that extra extra step to keep job sites clean, not just organized, that's imperative, but cleaned as well? You know, Brad, it's it's back to culture. You know, do you have a, a clean culture? You know, again, buy-in from the top, cascaded down through. I work closely with a contractor out in the Northeast. And when you pull up to a job site, you look at the equipment, you look at the people, you pull up to their shop, you look at their facilities. If you leave there with any doubt in your mind of what he expects, you have your eyes closed. Right. It resonates very clearly but he has also provided them the resources they need. Again, let's keep it simple. When I was managing projects, there was garbage receptacles on the site strategically placed. There was recycling facilities strategically placed. We held people accountable. I remember a gentleman sitting in his truck and just tossing the trash right out the window. We were on a private piece of property. It was our staging area. I said, now you can get out and pick it up because we're, we're renting this from a, a property owner and we're going to be responsible. So communicating expectations, you know, communicate what's expected. If they don't know any different, they're going to find the threshold and it's going to be that bottom threshold sometimes. And I kind of use the practices. Do you live like that at home? So mm-hmm. provide the time, provide the resources. Hey, gentlemen, we are going to shut down on Tuesdays and Thursdays, or we're going to shut down on Friday and it's going to be resetting the stage, resetting the project and, or just maintain throughout is better yet because what's blowing onto the neighbor on the days that we're not cleaning. So pick up your mess, follow behind at the end of the day, like you said, Brad, who doesn't have a phone? Phones have phones have cameras. So send out that good image because it will make your firm stronger and you'll be the ones that the next client's going to want to employ. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, sometimes the larger sites will have dumpsters and that type of thing. But if you're a contractor listening to this right now and you have a little bit of a smaller approach to to job work, you know, at the very least, you need to be carrying some, you know, some some construction graded uh, trash bags. Sounds funny. It just sounds funny to be talking about that. But I, I shared this with you guys offline before that, you know, at, at, at one of my speaking engagements earlier this year, I had several contractors come up to me and they, they brought up, we were talking about job site cleanliness, and but they actually had, had been fined uh, by the by the customer and by the city for the cleanliness status of the job, and I just I hadn't quite heard it that clear before. But uh, it must be happening because more than three or four of the guys and the gals in the in the audience came up to speak to me about it. Jason and Scott, let me set you up with something. I want to ask a question because I know this is in, involved with it, it does impact our job sites. The lean construction movement has certainly resonated throughout the industry uh, in, in some form or fashion. It's hitting so many contractors today. They just can't deny it anymore that we really have to look for ways to do things right the first time because it has so many uh, impact agents on profitability and performance and all of that. So let me ask you guys a question and maybe and Jason, you and Scott kind of kind of kick us off here in terms of getting by. With fewer workers, <laughs> what can a contractor do with less paid workers to still keep and maintain a cleaner job site? I think the first thing they need to do is plan for it. Know the importance of it and plan for it, even even though you have fewer employees. I mean, like Lonnie example, if everybody picks up after themselves or, you know, you get the pipe off the pallet, take the time to move the pallets into a nice pile so they can be loaded out. Um, I think the other thing they can do is they can rely on a subcontractor 
you know, most offices or facilities, you know, they have a, a maintenance crew that comes in and cleans the offices or mows the yard. You know, maybe their contract could be expanded to to policing the, the job site itself too. But it's, it's got to be part of their plan and it's got to be part of their culture. Um, I think the other thing a lot of people overlook on job site cleanliness is the competitive nature. I mean, if you have a contractor that comes to your front door and he or she's got an old beat up pickup truck and rickety ladders and they're going to do your roof, are you really going to have as much faith in that person as if they pull up in a, in a newer truck or a nicer truck with trailer and, you know, they have new equipment and pull out safety harnesses and things like that. I think, you know, that you can drive down the road and you can kind of see, well, that looks like a good contractor. They know what they're doing. Look how clean their site is. Look how well things are managed. And then you see the next contract and you're kind of like, oh, that must be a fly-by-night company. You, you know, it's a lot of it's perception, but it also adds to the competitiveness. So either empower your people to do it and make sure that they know it's a priority and plan for it or look at a, at a contractor or a subcontractor to help you out. That's a great idea. That's a great suggestion. Scott, I'll let you close us out on this topic. Any other thoughts that you can share with the, with the uh, contractors listening today? Yeah, Brad, what about leading by example? I mean, everybody's busy and it's not my job. I understand that. But when you see the superintendent or the owner or the owner's wife or somebody that you would never expect to go out of the way to pick up a, a whopper wrapper that's flying across the way, you know, lead by example. It, don't ask your people to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself. And leading by example, I think, will help send that message a little bit louder and clearer through them. What a great way to punctuate the end of this thing. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and, 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 I, and I knew you guys would come through. I will tell you that, honestly, that most employees will admit uh, that they really do kind of take the lead from their leaders and their owners, especially the owners sometimes. And so, you know, for those of you that are listening, they're actually a contractor who own the business or leaders don't underestimate the impact that you can have uh, by bending over once in a while, picking up a couple of cans of Coke, that kind of thing that was just thrown onto the job site, or maybe wasn't even thrown from our guys. It was just there. It does go a long way. Hey, this has been another great topic, um, and it's such an easy topic for contractors to get very frustrated over when, when they get called out on it, but yet – I, I don't know who said, I think it might've been Jason earlier, but, but the point is, is that when, when clients, potential customers drive by and see job sites that are clean and equipment that's clean and, and, and workers appearing to work in an organized fashion, there is some type of a positive uh, reflection on that given to them. And it is amazing what that can do for a company's marketing purposes as well. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, if you want some more information, certainly you can you can uh, contact us through fourconstructionpros.com. But at the same time, we want you to, to take what you've heard today, put it to put it to use, uh, make your job sites cleaner, make a commitment, even set a goal, if you will, that your job sites are not only safe, but they need to be safe, but they're also clean. Thank you for listening, and best of luck in, as you move forward. Link to helpful content from cat experts featured on the Cat Landscaping and Construction Facebook page.